Did you mean that podcast? I am your host, Lord Byron, also known as Black Rocker on Twitter, Lord Black Rocker on Instagram. I'm not just me.com is the website. This is an episode much like every other episode, a day much like every other day. Episode 123 tweet. Uh, <laughs> you tweeted, you mean it, classic. Um, Today we have some tweets, we've got the Toth deck as normal, uh, beginning songs, Weezer Alugabi, Alugabi, that's a weird name, very fun song though, then uh, Weezer Grapes of Wrath from the new album OK Human, which just came out not too long ago. Pretty great album, very musical, melodic, Um, got a whole like, uh, what's it called, when people play instruments, (laughs) an orchestra, got a whole orchestral arrangement, pretty fun. Um, Alistair Crowley Toth deck, how would you like to say hello? We flip an internal dominion, number two of wands, two of wands, dominion. Wands are, of course, fire, fire, the creative force, also known as intent. I've not done a podcast in two to three months, probably three months, considering December 9th is the last podcast. And the first tweet on December 9th, check out my latest podcast. You tweeted, you mean, did episode 122. Um, Then more December tweets or a bunch of Instagram posts. Instagram post mantra, Instagram post six, Instagram post ladies, Instagram post traverse, Instagram post you know me, Instagram post returned, Instagram post foundation, Instagram post pepper, Instagram post squad, Instagram post surcharge, Instagram post capki, luminary, deduce, unexpected, gravel, gel, obelisk, lethargic, goose, 20, centrifugal, And then on January, we have tweets. The new year, January 7th. Just made the mistake of posting on Facebook about my Twitter without first looking at my Twitter. Now I'm feeling real weird about not having a tweet in like a month. 
also wondering what the point of sharing my Instagram to Twitter is if the pictures don't even show up. They never shown up, and I still share, hoping that it will just have the shitty, hoping that I just have the shitty version of Twitter. It is very weird that the Instagram pictures don't show up. Like you would think Instagram and Twitter would have some type of an interface going on. Apparently they don't. I started another short story. It's good, not great at the same time. It's good and not great at the same time. I am nervous AF and I don't see it going well, but also it may turn out to be the best. I don't know how much it helps with confidence, but it does make me feel better about myself. Hashtag weird sentiment. I'm writing a story in the style of normal writers in order to see if I have what it takes to carry the day Billy fell off the cliff into a new writing style safely. I read a whole article about styles of a few famous writers, and I'm convinced that there is no normal. I thought normal would look like setting and description and narration and a few dialogue and then more setting and description of stuff. I decay how anyone writes a story that way. I could never describe a movie to you in such a manner. Anyway, seems writers just do whatever. The only real issue is something that I could totally leave up to someone else entirely, but that wouldn't be smart. The grammar aspect, like commas and semicolons and when to add quotes, and when it's okay to not add quotes, why is the narrator not quoted? Doth he not speak? Also, those weird book tangents. I want to get in on that action, but I don't know how to leave the current moment long enough to montage or tangent or set up a whole separate storyline. Should the narrator not be aware of the whole of the book? Why box any character in? There there be the reasons, these be the reasons for writing this short story that I'm currently working on. So far, I've come up with the idea that the character is the author, and that way I can make the character the narrator as well, and I can fourth wall break because the story is in the story. It's basically the other short stories I've written, SMH. I guess I gotta literally ask these questions in the story somehow. Also, I gotta try and pretend like I'm the character in order to attempt to tell an actual story, even if it's about how I came here to type this. With these parameters, I'll make the first book that cures schizophrenia. So far, the story has 480-something words. I'm going to Google how long a short story is supposed to be so I know when to pretend like the story is over. Google says short stories are 5,000 to 10,000 words. I could get that done in two weeks if I cared enough, maybe even one week with a good enough story. Maybe pretending like the story is good enough will give me the impression that is, that it is, thereby making it good enough to do. The story is currently a thousand six hundred something words long, and my left hand is falling asleep. I think I shall take a break. Before I take that break, I'm going to read the story myself and tell you what I think of it so far. I still want to write. The story is much, the story is so much not good that I think I could trick people into reading it. Like you read the first paragraph and go, what? Does this get coherent? 
Two pages later, I got you following nothing to nowhere like a fucking boss. This might be a great shit story. Okay, 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 okay. So now the short story has 2,467 words in it. I finally have a plot. Just centered my plot around the villain because a YouTube video said that the villain should run the plot and the main character be subject to the plot and trying to do it all or whatever. Hashtag you. I apparently can write about 2,000 words in an hour when I'm not nitpicking at every plot point to make sure it's scientifically sound and wholesome. Another very fun notion is that I kind of wanted to have a short story be able to... Another funny notion is that I kind of wanted to have a short story to be able to read out loud and show off my skills that wasn't in the book's words, nor wasn't in the book's words or a weird science lecture. And the story I'm writing would be very confusing read out loud, so I guess this ain't it either. I've successfully read what I have without typing more, although I did add a sentence or two. The story is good and interesting and fresh like most of my work. It's a thankless job being so cool. I know how it will end and I have, I know how it will end and I know a space for a second location if need be. So far the title is, let's just say off the bat that I'm the narrator. I want to tweet this for a couple of different reasons, mostly because the words sound funny and because it's and because I doubt it's a thing that really happens. Yo, I think I pulled a muscle on the inside of my throat trying to hold in weed smoke. I like how I had that inkling possibility of tweeting something the people would like, and I ruined it with preamble. I had to write some more, had to, lol, got to 3,439 words, in this bad boy could fit like 2,000 more, but I'll take, but it'll take me a month or two, lol. I could finish this thing by tomorrow, and that's alarming because my other book is taking so fucking long to finish. All perfection and shit. That was like a clean thousand words in 30 minutes. I feel like more people will read this than my immortal pill, make a nigga quantum, and learn the basis of actuality books. I still think the day Billy fell off the cliff and behind the scenes book on a book are full win. Also, I kind of get how the reader could stick to writing five. Also, I kind of get how a writer could stick to writing 5,000 words a day. It would be like three or four hours of work a day. I can't do that shit. Or maybe I could if I was writing bullshit that pulls itself together all the time. One last thing for my sake, I am counting this new story in terms of how many words it has currently in it. I count my book in terms of how many words I added at any given sitting. Now we see how many words The Day Billy Fell Off the Cliff actually has. 48,981 words. 16 chapters. Almost 49,000 words and I'm still trying to get past the climax of the gosh dang story. SMH. At least I'm still getting comfortable with the new, faster style of writing and story structure. We'll be at 55,000 words in no time. No, quote, most, adults book, most adult books are nine, 
Most adult books are 90,000 words and no longer than 100,000 words, unless you're J.K. Rowling. Teen books are about 55,000 words. Am I taking seven years on a teen book? Just looked up some word counts from PK books I considered to be short. They're all around 70 to 80,000 words. The Metamorphosis may be around 30,000. That book was short as shit. I don't think this site is using completely accurate. I don't think this site I'm using. I don't think the site I was using is completely accurate, but it was a fun site. Something about audiobooks and words per minute, like a site where you can figure out how long it would take to read a book. Instagram picture, punctual Instagram picture, Ludwig Instagram picture, Queen Instagram picture, flatulence Instagram picture, Spire Instagram picture, leverage. Those are the tweets. I wrote a book. I put out that book. The book is called The Narrator. Um, I wanted to title it. Let's just say off the bat that I'm the narrator, but I was like, nah, that's too... Too much words for a book. I did cool things with the chapters where each chapter is headed by the first sentence. The first chapter is called, let's just say off the bat that I'm the narrator, which is the first sentence of the book. And so on and so on for all of the next chapters. They're not actually numbered. Also in this book, I do spelling mistakes, I do um, accidental introductions of characters, I talk about deleting parts of the book. I think the first time I introduced the main character, his name is Brain, and the name is supposed to be Brian. So that's a lot of fun with words and writing. Um, I guess we'll flip a card about the tweets. Only is to curly toe with dick. What'd you think about them tweets? We flip an outward dominion, number two of wands. This is the same card we flipped earlier. Earlier it was internal, now it's external. Dominion, number two of wands. Wands fire the creative force. Intent. Pretty cool. And there's no telling how long we've been recording, but I feel like it was less than 20 minutes. Yes, less than 20 minutes. We're like 17 minutes in. I'm going to read the story. Boo for reading. Excuse me while I grab the microphone. I'll turn down my volume a little bit. check on what it looks like. All right, talking, talking. Need to turn it up a little bit. 
And that's about loud. This is honestly a test to see if reading this story out loud can be a thing that I can do coherently, considering that the story is kind of um, hectic. I think it'll work out loud. And if it does work out loud, then I could do like book readings and actually read this one instead of, like I said in the tweet, some weird philosophy shit or something that's written in a book's words. <laughs> also, I'm very tempted to edit this part, but I shouldn't, even though, I mean, like, why not? This episode's going to be pretty short. Give me more to do if I edit this part. Make it sound like an audible production. Yeah, screw it. I'm really going to need help with his scrolling. There we go, now I can scroll with the keyboard. The Narrator by Byron Broussard. Let's just say off the bat that I'm the narrator. Let's just say off the bat that I'm the narrator. I have tried to start this book in a number of ways that did not seem to work unless I said that at top. Brain looked out at his keyboard in disgust, fiercely hitting the backspace. That second sentence threw the whole story off. What I'm trying to say is that I'm writing this as a sort of entrance into the world of being a writer. Brian looked blankly at the screen of his 34-inch monitor. He was at the top floor of the tower he shared with his friends and partners. The tower was located in a void, a smooth seven minutes away from any Waffle House you can think of. It had plenty of windows and many different levels. The levels aren't even floors because some of them go wavy at parts and others are like really tall ceiling-wise, while others are short. One level even has that popcorn ceiling stuff on the, well, on the floor. I am so dissatisfied with how my story is going, Brian said before changing his location. He was now on a floor with some of the people he liked. I'm not this character, so do I have to use quotes as the narrator? Am I this character? Brandon asked himself. We, uh, we the readers and such know that the character's name... Okay, you have to redo that sentence. We the readers and such know that the character's name isn't Brandon at all. Brandon was sitting across from Brian in a brown overcoat that hung from a chair that was glued to the wall. These descriptions paint the most vivid color of the void that anyone could wish for, and the conversation takes place amidst that. You are the character in the story, and you are typing. I am right, Brian, Brandon asked. Oh, wow. I dyslexia that. <laughs> I even looked at it before. I was like, oh, is that how you say a sentence? Okay, maybe I should edit this. 
Uh, redo. <laughs> you are the character in the story you are typing. Am I right, Brian? Brandon asked. No, Brian answered. You are the character in the story. I don't get how I'm supposed to progress something that's never really going anywhere in the first place. This is not your problem, of course. If you want to tell me something, why don't you just type it in one of your little pages then? If you want to tell me something, why don't you just type it in one of your little pages then? If I wanted to if I wanted someone to talk to, I would have made the narrator interact with the character. Brian went back to the top of the tower where he was alone in front of the screen. He began to type words that he stared at with blank intent. The words went something along the lines of the following paragraph. This story is not starting out well. I think the second sentence really threw me off for real. I wanted to say I was the narrator because I wanted to say other things that would have eventually got confused, but I think I should have just gone with confusing first and rectified later. What really got me messed up is that I think the story needs to be somewhere. Redo. What really got me messed up is I think that the story needs to be set somewhere before all of the narrative talking. He looked down at his keyboard. The B key was not registering. He pressed the key over and over again, looking from the screen to the keyboard. Before this, I was reading an article on how some of the famous authors wrote their books. The books are all beloved and the authors are all known by name. The article only had one paragraph for each writer, though. Brian called out for Brandon to toss him an orange juice out the tower window. I am calling out of the window to you, Brandon. I also happen to want you to toss an orange juice out of the tower window. That was a truly terrible sentence. With my luck, one day someone will put these two paragraphs in an article that points to my writing style. What you, the reader, may not know is that the tower is in the void next to the Waffle House. I'm talking to the computer right now. I didn't even establish that I was on a computer, and now I can't call it a laptop. I did mention a monitor earlier, so I guess that kind of implies a computer. The top floor of the tower is pretty. I remember when I was trying to write the story. Out. I had gotten back from Waffle House, and I was full. The Waffle House was yellow. It may have been raining. Is it raining now? The narrator asked the audience. I was at the top. <laughs> I was at the tower on the top level, and I was considering following a narrative story. Then all of a sudden, yellow light on a green stick with the orange color of an umbrella handle out in the cold, like a dog in heat. Yellow light on a green stick with the orange color of an umbrella handle out the cold, like a dog in heat. The implicit nature of whiplash caused by not exactly changing the subject caused me to type that sentence. And it was a sentence that began with and right after. Do you think anyone will read this? Brian said out loud to the window. <laughs> Brian said out the window. Oh my goodness. Do you think anyone will read this? Brian said out the window. The window of the tower is connected to the void, and the void is connected to a roughly seven-minute trip to Waffle House, and Waffle House is connected to generations of violence. When you say something out of the window of the tower, the sound waves travel to where there is an open ear. The bottle of orange juice hit Brian in the ear hole. I did not go inside. It did not go inside of his ear, just hit it. <laughs> Thanks. The thing about writing this story, about a, writing a story... The thing about writing this story about writing a story is that I am not sure how much of the character 
I should be. Like I know my name, but I, I'm currently the narrator that is either a future or time manipulating Brian. But like earlier, Brandon was an introduced on accident. Am I now also Brandon? Am I now also Brandon? Fuck, I forgot to change the setting before talking again. That's what led to Brandon's creation in the first place. Brian was feeling almost overwhelmed, so he decided to go somewhere where he could say things out loud to another person. I don't want to say that the place was Waffle House, but you already know it. But you know it already. Am I now, now also Brandon? Brian asked inside the comfortable booth in Waffle House. You may not know about the comfortable booth at Waffle House, but I say to you that you have not been to the one inside of this story, nor have you been to most Waffle Houses across the country. It is possible for one of them to not smell like bleach with wet floors and seats that cut your circulation off. I kind of thought I was Brandon, Brandon said, passing Brian an orange juice. The orange juice was purple, uh, is a redo. The orange juice is purple because of food coloring that Brandon decided to add on the second day of the first semester of finishing school. He wrote it on a forever post-it note that popped up next to his head like a thought bubble while he was preparing the juice. The post-it note was of course timed for this exact moment in time where Brian would ask for an orange juice and then I, and then also I guess Brandon is aware of his own future. You're aware of your own future but I guess I kind of know your past. As we look into this sentence as a class, we can see the concept of personality. If you know someone else's past, can you say that you are indeed them, even if you may not be privy to that person's future? I think not, class. For wasn't it a famous person that said something about how a person could never really know another person? And isn't it the occult that offers the wisdom, know thyself? That means to me that maybe the only person we can really know is ourselves. And I think both Brandon and Brian understand that. The carpet is blue. Why is there food coloring in my juice and why don't I already know if I know about your pre-pram pop-up post-it note? A better question would be, how do I go from quotes into a narration? A better question would be, how do I go from quotes into narration in a better flow? The best question is that sentence isn't a question. I have no idea how to properly portray that sentence, like I think it's missing a semicolon, but if the sentence starts out as a statement and quotes a question, does it end in the mark of a question? I think we have just found our answer. What you need to do, Brian reached for a forever post-it note, is figure out who I am not. I read that sentence wrong. This is the mark of the new chapter. What you need to do is, Brian reached for a forever post-it note, figure out who I am not. What you need to do is, Brian reached for a forever post-it note, figure out who I am not. Brian was reaching for a forever post-it note in the middle of that sentence there. You may think that it translated, but the whole of the picture is that he didn't see any forever post-it notes there. He blindly reached out for something and then after failing to reach a point, randomly asked Brian to figure out who he's not. Randomly asked Brandon to figure out who he isn't. You are not me and I am myself. Therefore, we know for sure that we are two different characters. Do authors still write blah says blah says louder? 
almost said that right. Do authors to write blah says and blah says louder these days? I listen to so many audiobooks that I have no idea of what the words are supposed to look like. Look like is a big point. Paint a picture with my words, they tell me. When you hear a conversation, do you also picture it? That question was at Macy's. Did you see the mall? Get out of the mall. It's not safe there. Go back to Waffle House. Aren't there other people in this fine establishment, Brian asked. He was starting to feel like the questions and answers were getting stale. I know what, we need a villain, he said happily. He sounded more happy than any point previously in this whole book, even going back to the time where Brandon was in finishing school and even back to the time when the void was first around. Brian was more happy than those times because he had peaked. To be clear, I'm not happy because I peaked. I've peaked because of this level of happiness. He said that while smiling. Either way, I don't want to talk to you anymore, Brandon. See you in the tower. The idea of a villain filled our main character with joy. The idea of the villain being Brandon filled our narrator with relief. I'm in the tower again. The window to the tower was dark. There was a spider somewhere or other. Don't worry about it. Brian looked at his screen and grinned. The story was growing. He could feel each letter stamped down on the keyboard and he could feel each breath he took. Then the villain came and started deleting the story. Take that, Brandon. Sword swiveled through the gravity as the villain used the wrong name. It is I, the villain. You are in front of me, but I don't know exactly what you look like. If the narrator would be so kind as to describe you for me, I said in the past. I felt my life being written in a book, and then I looked up and saw that I was writing about my life in a book. Shit, I must have gotten too current. You know your name, don't you? Of course I do. I'm... It would be so convenient to know who started the first sentence after the narrator. Was it just me the whole time? Brian sat back from his computer and looked at his story. I read the story again myself because I'm the future one who exists after the story and is telling a story about the story's origin. Unhand my story, you villain. Plot twist, Brian is the villain. Don't you remember those times when you were the villain? Don't you remember those times when you were the villain? The villain asked himself. I do, Brian answered. I don't mean to stop the momentum here, but there seems to be a pattern with the writing where I ask a question that I never know the answer to and then decide what the answer will be. This is sucky. Yes, the future you who decided to say that your own story was sucky. Oh no, Brian exclaimed. He had just learned that it was I, the narrator, that was putting a weird feeling around his plot. Plot like grave, but also not grave, but also grave as in serious, but not seriously in the dirt. I see now, the villain said. Yeah, I mean, what's your problem? Tangents. The villain did not know what... Uh, I couldn't read that sentence. Tangents. The villain did not know that he was also just a villain to the narrator. Honestly, I think Brian, Brian... <laughs> Brian, Brain, Brian, and Brandon should team up against me, Brian Omega. Wait, if you're the villain, then why can't you just... No, wait, we are all the villain. Where are you, Brandon? He asked out the tower window. I'm at Waffle House. Soundwaves traveled and met the, the ear hole. Soundwaves traveled and met the ear hole of Brian from the long distance of seven whole minutes driving. I guess that makes sense if he's outside. 
technically, if you're outside, you're also outside the tower window. Really, you shouldn't worry so much about how you can hear me, Brandon said reassuringly. Thanks, I was worried for a second that I would have to backwards improv my way into making that make sense. And from previous storylines, we can tell that that would have been a mistake. Previous storylines, Brian asked himself. Fuck, I forgot I was trying to escape an echo chamber. The villain was good, so good he looks back on this and laughs like a madman, lol. I'm getting up and walking out the door. I should be at the Waffle House by the next sentence or two, Brian said to himself out the window, hoping that the cool technology would somehow take his voice all the way down the length of a seven-minute drive to the outside of a Waffle House. In fact, we never really established how the first message to Brandon was ever given nor received from such a long distance, and honestly, I don't think it sits right with me how this plot hole is so big that it outshines me saying the grass was blue earlier. Shit, I don't think <laughs> shit, I didn't think I would make it, Brian said as he kicked Brandon in the shin. Ow, I forgive you. I knew this would come to pass, Brandon answered in a high pitched voice while crying. We gotta keep talking until we know the game plan. They thought that would work as if the narrator is bound to time and conversation. They thought that would work as if the narrator is bound to time and conversation, like I couldn't just bust in and talk about the smell of the breeze for 20 lines. Where are the other versions of you that you mentioned? Brandon looked around the Waffle House like a lost child in an overgrown sweater. Overgrown is a fun word, and I'm not quite sure if it only applies to things that were grown. Here I am, the villain, I said to them somewhere... <laughs> I said to them, somehow out of the tower, inaudible for however long it makes sense to be. They did not seem pleased by the lapse in judgment that led to a reproduction. Ooh, uh, they did not seem pleased by the lapse in judgment that led to a reintroduction of the physical manifestation of the villain. Why is this happening? Brian asked himself aloud. He was mostly asking Brandon, but I thought it would be fun to say he asked himself. He did kind of ask me. So you were telling me that a story version of yourself you were actually oh, wow, wrong word. So you were telling me that a story version of yourself that you are writing currently is the villain of now? Brandon asked, not knowing how simple-minded his friend from the top of the tower was. Is the sky blue? They had come to asking and answering questions again. It seemed to happen when you have no real things to say. Let's go back to the tower. Indeed. I was so ready for them to make that decision that I did not feel the need to interrupt that little bit of conversation. Now I have the license to set the scene in time. Maybe we even say a little time has passed. Brian slammed three fingers into the backspace button. He held them down for six long seconds, erasing paragraph after paragraph. It was shit. He knew it was shit. Everyone knows it was shit. It sounded like this. It was one of those summer days when the calendar with the thermostat next to the thermostat reads, whoa, it was one of those summer days when the calendar the calendar with the thermometer, that's a hard thing to read. It was one of those summer days when the calendar with the thermometer next to the thermostat reads, too hot to handle. Brian was walking up, waking up. Brian was waking up to the smell of roasted duck and peacock flowers. The smell mixed and danced a forbidden dance that made Brian sneeze. Next to the bunk bed was a stick with fire attached. It burned brightly in the stone room. Brian climbed the stairs to the outside roof of the tower and greeted the void. Hello, neighbor. Hello, neighbor back. 
this was turning out to be a plum right day. Didn't matter that Brian was in the stone room with a fire stick and a thermostat. Maybe the fire stick was an Amazon application that went with the television and computer. The bunk bed is fine for an adult. Did we even get to ages? Couldn't delete enough, could you? That was pretty painful to believe in. We should know that the grass is green. We should know that the knot is tight. I suggest that we come to the tower. I suggested we come to the tower because I could see we needed a suggestion. Hello, neighbor. What if you delete the story? Brandon asked. What a ridiculous question. How would we even got this far if that was the solution? I can try, Brian said. He did not feel very reassured by this idea, but he was willing to make a fool of himself for the sake of doing. Then he slipped on a banana peel. It didn't work. Fly to the moon then, Brandon offered in a sly tone that made me nervous. I'm nervous. Why did you just say that in that way? I asked in the past. Oh, no real reason. Just do it, he said to us. Brian looked at Brandon questioningly before slowly backing towards the door. He climbed up the stairs and outside the roof of the tower and jumped. He did not even spot the moon once before jumping. Just leap before you look. Air passed through Brian's limbs as he fell upwards and upside down. I guess upside down is a relative term when you're already falling in a strange direction. It looked like he swam through liquid with the ease of a bubble. Then he was on the top of the moon. Then he was on the moon, not the top of the moon. <sighs> Whatever. Good lad, Brandon said from inside the tower. He was eating chips with chocolate chips and chips of ice. His teeth were dirty. The villain really sucks, man. I just wanted to write a good story. Imagine being the person saying that. I am an amazing villain, author of Confusion, the narrator. You go nowhere unless I deem fit. I think we can save the story if we keep doing things like going to the moon, Brian thought incorrectly. Can't save what you can't control, people. Let us watch the ship sink. The villain has had many chances to thwart us. I think we are dealing with an adversary that is non-threatening, but still annoying. Brandon said to test the boundaries, but why would I need violence when I have confusion? To make them feel they have no power. To make them feel like they have no power, the villain said, creeping out the corner of the stone wall. Brian swam through the window and crashed into a love seat. He went to sleep for seven hours. Brandon was up the whole time playing Uno with me, the villain said to Brian after he woke up with a mild hangover. Now that you're awake, let us light up some more fire sticks. Alexa, play fire noise and turn up the lights. Brian growled and covered his eyes. He looked towards Brandon, whose eyes were puffy and red. He had teardrop streams. He had teardrop streams running down his cheeks. I won every single game, Brandon said, yawning and rubbing his eyes. We played for seven hours, and I won every single game. Brandon swayed through that sentence and crashed through a plastic table with plastic plates and bowls and plastic utensils. There were also four little plastic chairs that he crashed into, each on their own time. Brian watched Brandon crashing through plastic things for a while, then he got hungry and ate some of the roasted duck. This all happened in some manner of time. You are separating us, Brandon said loudly. Even I took pause. You know, Brian said with his hand to his head, I think we can get the hang of this. He paced the floor in slow steps. Brandon stabled himself for an explanation. I think, he said, stopping and looking at Brandon, that I should simply finish the story. 
The next day they went outside <laughs> the next day they went to the outside roof of the tower. Then they said hello to each other and played Uno for upwards of six hours. I played with them as well. It was a swell time, honestly. We even had Waffle House thrown to us through the tower window. Brandon had two eggs and a ham sandwich. I had jello and bean soup. Brian ate the actual waffles and it was sad to watch. Brian ate actual waffles and it was sad to watch. How do you finish the story, Brandon asked, wondering how they didn't finish talking the day before. Sometime after. Personally, I'd say that the time was brilliantly lovely, like passing of the sunset over the water. There's something about beaches that everyone can't help but love. Brian was at the fire stick trying to watch how it's hanging. Well, he said, looking over to Brandon, all we have to do is use your power to know your future. He smiled like a winner. Then it was time for dinner. They had a plain meal. Potatoes are interesting. All you have to do is tell me how the book ends, Brian said. There was a lot of time that passed. Time is interesting. I didn't read the book, Brandon says. His sheepish grin suggests that he does not like my writing. We played a lot of Uno. Waffle House threw out some waffles that ended up going through the tower window. Thanks, Brian said. That makes me feel better about my writing. Brian's walls were up. It was a tower. <laughs> the moon was beautiful. Hey, Brian said, taking his fingers out of a peanut butter jar. What if you send the forever post-it note? The peanut butter was crunchy. They went to the roof of the tower. Then they went to sleep. Breakfast was pretty clear concoction of culinary talents. Breakfast was a pretty clever concoction of culinary talents. I didn't do it yet, so I probably don't want to read the book. Is it dumb? Brandon asked. His tired eyes blinked slowly. There was crust in his left eye that he wiped at, yawning. Later on, they were chilling in the tower. The book is dumb, yes, but it's also pretty cool, Brian said. He wanted to go to Waffle House. How does one describe beauty? Let me count the ways that are already cliche. Time. I figured it out, Brian said, leaning on the wall of the tower. We just got to do something personal, like go to the mall that we mentioned earlier. Then you'll be able to change your mind about the book, and then we will know how it ends. Sweet. That was the story of the narrator um, by Byron Broussard. You can get the narrator on Amazon. Uh, you can see the weird mistakes. I thought I would be able to, to say when it was spelled brain and when it was spelled Brian, but having dyslexia, I just see Brian no matter what because I knew what I was trying to type. So I could not find uh, where he was called a different name. Maybe you can if you read it yourself. And that'll be fun. Also, I really enjoyed doing a narrative story in the middle of normal writing, having them clash. I don't know if you noticed. I don't know if it plays audibly, but the dialogue was normal dialogue and the villain, the narrator, just puts random uh, tangents in there. It's pretty great to do. I think, like, if I were actually in accord, like with the day Billy fell off the cliff, I kind of know how everything looks. I think I would be able to do a normal 
a normal story style. I have a little bit of confidence in my writing. Also, I did a little bit of that style of writing in There Are Things. But in There Are Things, it was different because it was just like describing nothing. Well, yeah, getting confidence for writing is fun. Let's uh, flip a card about that reading. Not exactly about how the book is, but flip a card on my reading. not going to edit it, by the way, although you already know that because you're listening. It was not edited. Alistair Curly Toad Deck, what did you think about that reading? We flip an internal. Hey, it's not the Dominion. It's the Emperor. Uh, Trump card number four, the Emperor. It's a very red card. Red and yellow, much like the wands, but it's the Emperor Trump card. All right. Um, this has been, you tweeted, you meaned it, you know. Uh, I guess we could do spiritual warfare. I mean, like, why not? Um, tarot card battle, spiritual warfare. This is uh, an imagination exercise where you can get cards, tarot cards, and play a battle-style game with me over the podcast. And you can win yourself some soul. Um, So the gist is you flip a card, you use that card to your advantage to win. And how you win is you think you win. So if you think you win, then you do, in fact, win. Very fun little paradoxical game. It is not like Uno. Unless it's the Uno from my game in which he won every time. It's a very fun thing to put in there. Alright. We're going to go three rounds. Shuffling, shuffling, shuffling. One, two, three, flip. I flip science. Number six of swords. Science, six of swords. Mm. I used to come up with cool, kick-ass ways to trick people into giving me soul. With science, though, how would you do that? I don't know. Say I'm the smartest or some shit? I'm the smartest. You should listen to me. There we go. That's round one. Round two. Shuffling, shuffling, shuffling. One, two, three. Flip. I flip strength, number nine. Wands. 
This is an intent strength, an intended strength. With number nine of swords, I'd say I'm the strongest. You should let me win. I intend to win this for everyone. Don't listen to me. That's the point of this game. Anyway, round three. Shuffling, shuffling. One, two, three, flip. I flip the sun. Number 19. Had our time reading Roman numerals just now. The sun with the sun. <laughs> I could be like, I'm the prime mover. You have to listen to me. Know thyself, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. That has been a Tweeted You Meaned in episode 123 tweet. Um, your host, Lord Byron, also known as Byron Broussard. Black Rocker on Twitter, Lord Black Rocker on Instagram, I'm not just me.com is the website. I've got to put the gosses back tonight. I've got to put my keyboard on so I'll be able to end this stream. It's almost an hour long. How nice is that? Uh, you can't end like that. <laughs>